0: Hare Krishna, I welcome all to Every Day Chant Nam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Ramagiridari Das Prabhu from Mumbai, India to enlighten us on verse 18 from chapter 6, Canto 5. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, whenever you are ready, Prabhuji, please take over the call.
1: Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Very, very happy to be back with you all to discuss Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, it's always my pleasure to discuss amongst devotees the glories of the Supreme Lord. The shloka today is very interesting. So let's uh, chant the invocation prayer and uh, read the shloka and translation, and then we can share the context. <laughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Aram Jaivanarottamam Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tatoja Mudiraye Nashta Praisha Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevayam Bhagavati Uttamashloke bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Rajan Patir Guru Ralam Bhavatam Yadunam Daivam Priyakula Patikvachakinkarovam Aspevam Anga Bhagavan Bajatam mukundo Muktim Dadatika Hiteshmana Bhakti Yogam Translation and purport by His Divine Grace AC Bhaktivedana Swam Shri Prabhupada Shri Prabhupad Ki Jai Translation Sukadeva Goswami continued My dear king, the supreme person, Mukunda, is actually the maintainer of all the members of the Pandavas and Yadu dynasties. He is your spiritual master, worshipable deity, friend, and the director of your activities. To say nothing of this, He sometimes serves your family as a messenger or servant. This means he worked just as ordinary servants do. Those engaged in getting the Lord's favor attain liberation from the Lord very easily, but he does not very easily give the opportunity to render direct service to him.
2: excuse me Popot.
1: while instructing Maharaj Parikshit Sukadeva Goswami thought it wise to encourage the king because the king might be thinking of the glorious position of various royal dynasties especially glorious is the dynasty of Preyavrata in which the Supreme Lord Rishabhadeva incarnated Similarly, the family of Uttanapada Maharaj, the father of Maharaja Duruva, is also glorious due to King Prithu's taking birth in it. The dynasty of Maharaja Raghu is glorified because Lord Ramachandra appeared in that family. As far as the Yadu and Kuru dynasties are concerned, they existed simultaneously, but of the two, the Yadu dynasty was more glorious due to the appearance of Lord Krishna. Maharaj Parikshit might have been thinking that the Kuru dynasty was not as fortunate as the others because the supreme law did not appear in that family, neither as Krishna, Lord Ramachandra, Lord Rishamadeva or Maharaja Pratub Therefore, Pariksit Maharaja was encouraged by Sukadeva Goswami in this particular verse. The Kuru dynasty may be considered more glorious due to the presence of devotees like five Pandavas who rendered unalloyed devotional service. Although Lord Krishna did not appear in the Kuru dynasty, he was so obligated to the Pandavas devotional service that he acted as a maintainer of the family and spiritual master of the Pandavas. Although he took birth in the Yadu dynasty, Lord Krishna was more affectionate to the Pandavas. By his actions, Lord Krishna proved that he was more inclined to the Kuru dynasty than the Yadu dynasty. Indeed, Lord Krishna indebted to the Pandavas devotional service, sometimes acted as their messenger and he guided them through many dangerous situations. Therefore Maharaj Parikshit should not have been saddened because Lord Krishna did not appear in his family. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always inclined toward his pure devotees and by his action. It is clear that liberation is not very important for the devotees. Lord Krishna easily gives one liberation, but he does not so easily give one the facility to become a devotee. Muktim dadadi karhicet smana bhakti yogam Directly or indirectly, it is proved that bhakti yoga is the basis for the supreme relationship with the Supreme Lord. It is far superior to liberation. For a pure devotee of the Lord, Mukti is automatically attained. O Magna Natimirandasyam Shalakayam Chakshuran Militam Yenam Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaham Nama Om Vishnupadayam Krishna Preshta Bhutale, Lev, Srimade Bhakti Vedanta, Swamin Mithinami Namaste Saraswati Deve, Gauravani Prachari name, Nirvitesha Sunyavādī, Paschatyadeshatari Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityānanda, Shri Advaita Galadhar, Shiva Sadi bhakta Sabrindam. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare Rajan Patir Guru Ralam Bhavadam Yadunam. Daivam Priakula Pati Kwachali Kwa kwach kinkarovam. Asveva manga bhagavan bajatam mukundo muktim dadatikai bhakti yogam. Sukadeva Goswami continued. My dear king, the Supreme Person Mukundam is actually the maintainer of all the members of the Pandava and Yadu dynasties. He is your spiritual master, worshipable deity, friend, and the director of your activities. To say nothing of this, he sometimes serves your family as a messenger or servant. This means He works just as ordinary servants do. Those engaged in getting the Lord's favor attain liberation from the Lord very easily. But He does not very easily give the opportunity to render direct service unto Him. So the context that we are in is Sukadeva Goswami is narrating (coughs) to Parikshit Maharaj the activities of Lord Rishabhadev Rishabhadev has already given his advice instructions which we saw earlier so when Dev appeared and uh, his activities are glorified, and several such subject matters were being spoken. Sukhadeva Goswami is trying to also motivate. Parikshit Maharaj The whole idea in Krishna Consciousness is that a spiritual master a Vaishnava or a spiritual friend they are always interested in our growth they support us motivate us help us and walk along with us in our journey to Krishna consciousness Srila Prabhupada he signs in every letter you are ever well-wisher and when Srila writes you are ever well-wisher it is just not some ordinary statement or some statement made for formality. Prabhupada related, dealt with all his disciples as if they are his family, they are his children and He gave his entire life for their well-being, both spiritual as well as, so long as they were in this body, he was concerned about their social well-being also. This is a natural instinct, natural psychology of a beloved person. Especially when a person is teaching a student, it is imperative that the teacher regularly assesses the student's responsiveness and it is by the teacher's motivation, encouragement, the student's show interest. And when the students reciprocate to the teacher's motivation, the teacher gets furthermore interested in helping the students. This is even in the normal world psychology. In the spiritual context, here we see one perfect student and a perfect master. A perfect student having the right attitude, having the right etiquette
2: and he is
1: in such a frame of mind that he is single-pointedly focused to the subject matter that his teacher, Parikshit Maharaj's teacher, Sukadeva Goswami is teaching. And because of his responsiveness, his reciprocation, Sukadeva Goswami is outpouring his heart, delivering the content to inspire and to transform Parikshit Maharaj. But whilst all these things are happening already, suddenly Sukadeva Goswami trying to specifically address to Maharaj Parikshit because somewhere he felt that an introspective student as Parikshit Maharaj should not get dejected, should not get bog down or compare himself with all the other successful devotees and feel
2: low. It is
1: not that Sukadeva Goswami was concerned about Parikshit Maharaj going to be envious. Parikshit Maharaj is going to be greedy. Parikshit Maharaj is going to be comparing and trying to uh, grossly think of something. That was not the fear. But many times we see in our Vaishnava Acharya's conduct because of humility because of one's own introspective nature your Vaishnava is pessimistic to himself and that other Vaishnava is not able to tolerate. We see several such exchanges in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sanatana Goswami, when he came to Jagannath Puri, he had some skin diseases. So he was struggling with his skin disease so much so that he feel that he want to kill himself, suicide himself. He feels completely fallen, worthless. Not only that, because he was introspective and trying to elevate himself, he was reflecting and trying to say that how I wasted my time in worldly affairs and trying to value my materialistic intelligence and did not take advantage of this human form of life I am a stupid So he was trying to self-accuse and when he was in Jagannath Puri, he wouldn't walk in the same street as that of the Brahmanas who worship Lord Jagannath Fearing that even if he steps on those brahmanas shadow, it will be an offense. He considered himself a shudra and he used to take a longer route to even go to see Lord Jagannath. The whole message here is, it is natural and very, very purifying to see Vaishnavas exhibiting such humility. And it is all the more wonderful to see how, because of their humility that they possessed, this humility that they had, they were recognized and appreciated. So, in the same context where Sanatana Goswami, when he went and expressed, Jagadan and the Pandit he said my dear friend I feel like you know completely useless so I want to really suicide myself I feel uh, uh, completely fallen <laughs> so jagadananda and the Pandit told Sanatana Goswami why don't you go to Brindavan and eventually, you know, gave up your life. Somehow, Mahaprabhu got to know about this. Mahaprabhu came to Jagadananda Pandit, and chastised the Jagadananda Pandit. Even though Jagadananda Pandit is also not an ordinary person, Jagadananda Pandit also did not tell you know Sanatana Goswami out of any envy or you know greed. He just out of compassion because he saw his you know, dear friend, really suffering with his skin disease and he was going through some low moments. He thought that probably, you know, for whatever reason, he thought that maybe Sanatana Goswami should go to Vrindavan and rest in peace, you know, know, give up his life. When when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu got this, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very upset and scolded Jagadana's mandate, what audacity you have to say this to Sanatana, do you know who he is? Do you know his stature? And eventually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraced Sanatana Goswami, cured his skin disease, and recognized, acknowledged the intelligence and wonderful service that he was rendering and interested upon him. Uh, of course, he had interested upon him in the service of compiling his instructions, Mahaprabhu's instructions, the samvada that he had with Sanatana Goswami as a... he wanted Sanatana Goswami to elaborate. So for that matter, Rupa and Sanatana were very, very, you know, blessed by Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally. So the reflection, the first reflection that I want to bring in here is that in the journey of Krishna consciousness, you will see this is not one. There is you know, example of Haridas Thakur And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Example of Vasudeva The South Indian Brahmana Who was suffering with leprosy And Mahaprabhu went and You know, embraced him There are several examples That we can bring in Where a Vaishnava exhibits his humility Another Vaishnava appreciates him Another Vaishnava Or the Supreme Lord Appreciates him, motivates him encourages him and establish how that Vaishnava is a, not an ordinary person. He is very special. This way, three things happens. Number one, a Vaishnava is glorified. Number two, the glorified Vaishnava feels responsible And he starts to do more service, and the whole world gets to know about the glories of this Vaishnava. In our corporate world or outside world, when we appreciate a person, that person becomes arrogant, rude, proud, or any of those questions, you know, come upon him. But in a spiritual context, if you appreciate a person, if that person is properly situated, those appreciations, those recognitions, those acknowledgement happens to be the reason for a person to be responsible and accountable. So this is one of the ways and means by which our predecessors had entrusted duties upon us. When Krishna gave instructions to Arjuna, Krishna encouraged and appreciated Arjuna with several appreciations. You are Gudakesa. You are one over slumber. Uh, You are this, you are that. So several appreciations Krishna gave to Arjuna, they are all not just some flowery words or some Diplomatic words of Krishna. They are meant for three things. Number one, to really acknowledge Arjuna's, you know, being a humble student. Number two, to make Arjuna accountable and responsible. And number three is to let us know that what kind of a student Arjuna was. In Ramayana, we get to hear how Hanuman was dealt by his seniors. Every time any any services had to be given to Hanuman, Hanuman used to be appreciated, glorified, reminded. Not that Hanuman was expecting that. So generally, we need to understand when we hear such glorifications and appreciation, it has got all these three components. When we apply this same thing in our own lives when someone some of our seniors or family members or our, our friends when they appreciate and acknowledge our devotional service we should not dwell on it and try to you know have a what do you call a, um, some sort of a pride moment or a you know a little uh, show-off moment. It is meant to, to, you know, thank back all our predecessors and all ours. We are not what we are today because of our endeavor. We are what we are today in our devotional life because of our spiritual masters, predecessors, support, Vaishnavas. Because of them, our, our spiritual life is shaped. And the more we get to hear their acknowledgement, the more we need to be responsible and accountable because such names are not just names and you know they are meant to live up to so that the next generation can learn and that way Vaishnava appreciation is also a preaching. So my first reflection in this current context is how in our relationship with spiritual master and uh, you know with our spiritual master and us with our senior Vaishnavas and us with our fellow devotees and us, we should not just think that we are appreciated just diplomatically. We are appreciated because Krishna wishes us that our services be recognized. Krishna is a gentleman. Every smallest service one renders, he recognizes. So when Krishna was taking bath, One time, his uh, his gamcha, his the towel that he wore, and also the copin that he wore, they went in the water when he was taking bath, and he was left with no clothes to cover himself. And at that time, Draupadi somehow she was in that, you know, in that area. She came around and she saw Krishna's predicament she tore from her piece of sari some cloth for Krishna to cover himself. So Krishna, you see how Krishna is reciprocating. She she tore a piece of cloth for Krishna to cover and in return, Krishna became sorry for gopati And not that, at that moment Krishna took the decision. Krishna knew what is going to come up so it is explained by one very nice Vaishnava that in Damodar Leela when Krishna was bound by Mother Yeshoda with the ropes the ropes which used to bind nine lakh cows that much long ropes they were brought in to tie Krishna and even the neighbors brought their own set of ropes to tie Krishna and it is explained one of the reflections by an Acharya that Krishna accumulated all those robes so that in the future he might want them to be used to protect Draupadi. It is a very interesting perspective and a reflection saying that how Krishna is constantly thinking and working to acknowledge Reward, recognize, motivate, and eventually establish us in a proper place. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was in in his manifested Leela, he ensured each and every one of his servants were recognized, especially those marky disciples. Mahaprabhu, he being Krishna himself, He could have given several words of wisdom. He could have given us some compilations of shlokas and stories. But Mahaprabhu made Haridastatura speak on holy name. Mahaprabhu made Ramarandarai speak on pure devotional service. Mahaprabhu made Gopalapanta Goswami compile about deity worship. Mahaprabhu made Rupa Sanatana to compile about the science of devotional service. So Mahaprabhu engaged... Because it is like, uh, parents want their children to be, you know, successful and accomplished. In the same way, Krishna wanted all his dearmost to be glorified, and that way he wanted to establish this Krishna
3: consciousness process.
1: So my first reflection in this current context is: it is so glorious when Sukadeva Goswami glorified, appreciated, motivated gave assurance, encouragement to Parikshit Maharaj. It is meant to really acknowledge that you are not an ordinary person. It is also meant to remind that you have a responsibility and accountability. And number three, for all of us to note that the subject matter that we are hearing and reading every day is not some bedtime stories They are signs. They are meant to transform our lives. These are all real events that happened so that in Kali Yuga, when the years, things are going to fall apart, our only hope will be these verses. So, in our journey to Krishna consciousness, also, when you have students, your goal is not only to, you know, make sure that you get the service done from them, or trying to place them in your, you know, projects. It is also equally important to regularly reward them, appreciate them, motivate them. So all these strategies are not new in the corporates; they are very well established by our self-realized soul. The second reflection that I want to bring in here is that look at all the points that Sukadeva Goswami is telling to Maharaj Parikshit. Mukunda is actually the maintainer of all the members of the Pandavas and Edu dynasties. Can we extrapolate this statement and say, in case if Sukadeva Goswami happens to, you know, communicate this to a larger audience through Parikshit Maharaj, in which we are the one, How do we read this verse for us? My dear friends, the Supreme Person Mukunda is actually the maintainer of all of you,
2: which means all of us.
1: He is your spiritual master as Chaitya Guru in the heart. He is your worshipable deity. He is your friend, Upadrishta Anumantacha Bhartha Bhokta. Maheshwaraha, Krishna says to Arjuna and Bhagavad Gita, I am sitting in your heart as a witness, as a sanctioner, as a benefactor, and I am your friend. And He is directing all our activities. There is no second thought about this. Up till this point in time, yeah, up till this point, whatever Sukadeva Goswami spoke to, spoke to Maharaj Parikshit, is applicable to all of us also the second part will come there but the first part of it when somebody tells this to you please note it is not fake it is real because we all know Mukunda is maintaining us he is our Chaitanya Guru and Prabhupada writes in Bhagavad Gita and several places Spiritual master is the representative of Paramatma. From that perspective, the entire Guru Tatwa, the deities, and Krishna being our friend and the director of our activities, do we recognize all these things in our lives? If we read this with this mindset this is spoken to Parikshit Maharaj alone then we will read it as a historical episode and appreciate Parikshit Maharaj and move on. But if you read this also from the perspective that what is spoken to Maharaj Parikshit, at least the first part of it is applicable to each and every one of us
2: then we feel very blessed,
1: responsible, accountable, and we feel that we are indebted to the Supreme Lord for doing this. Time and again you forget this. Krishna says, I am your friend. Not only to Arjuna. To all of us. How he is assuring that he is our friend in each and every one of our heart. Krishna is staying
2: and personally
1: tailor made direction he is giving to all of us. That is why Brahma is you know, acknowledging Krishna in his prayer. That my dear Supreme Lord, you are our ever well wisher. Mm-hmm. So, this you are ever well wisher title is not that Srila Prabhupada coined just to satisfy all of us. It is the culture, it is how, that is how, because Srila Prabhupada being an empowered personality of the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Lord being our well wisher, ever well wisher, even if you have done some Stupid things. The Lord has not given up. He's still accompanying us, traversing with us, hoping that tomorrow he will change. Day after tomorrow he will change. He is going on working upon us. So he's definitely our best friend. There is no one better and best than the Supreme Lord. That is why Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in one of the prayers, is singing, <laughs> Manata deho geho joki chumor Harpilu tuvapade nandah kishoh. And in that song, he says, Prabhu, Guru, Pati, Tuhu, Sarvamoy. He says, you are my father, you are my mother, you are my lover, you are my son, you are my preceptor, you are my husband, you are everything to me. Krishna Mata, Krishna Pita, Krishna Pran. Nadiyagodrume nityananda Mahajan So he's saying that because you are everything to me, Kita Jan Bahir Muka Brahma Janame May I be born again, even as a worm. So long as I may remain your devotee, I am okay to be born as a woman. But I have no desire to be born as even Brahma
2: averse to you.
1: So the reflection here is that what glorification or what acknowledgement, what recognition, what benefit, Parikshit Maharaj got. To a larger extent, that benefit is offered to all of us. Now let us look at the second part of this. To say nothing of this, He sometimes serves your family as a messenger or servant. This means He worked just as ordinary servants do. Those engaged in getting the Lord's favor... Attain liberation from the Lord very easily, but He does not very easily give the opportunity to render direct service unto Him. So, how do we understand this part? We are not qualified enough wherein Krishna would do some personal service to us, be a servant to us, but we are blessed with an opportunity to associate with such people to whom Krishna is very dear. We are so close to Krishna just that we are one layer just before Krishna. Which means we, our Guru that Krishna, we are that close. In that sense, we know that person with whom Krishna is always there Krishna does everything for him, and that person is ready to do everything for us. Krishna se Tomara, Krishna dite para, Tomara shakati yache. Amito kangala, Krishna Krishna boli. Daitava Pache Pache So Krishna says to you. Krishna is yours. My dear Vaishnava, Krishna is yours. And I just beg your association so that I can get that you have God. Not that we can get Krishna, but we can get what Krishna has given our Vaishnava, and that's good. That is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, "Gopi Bharata Paduka Malai" Dasa "Dasa Dasa Dasanu Das." So, to conclude the second reflection. in that we are equally blessed, we are equally privileged, especially those who are those of us who are associating with Srimad Bhagavatam. We are definitely not some you know, any passerby. We are definitely a chosen candidate. For whatever reason, let's not get there. Somehow we got it here. Now we need to act responsibly. And More so, to help us further, we have those Vaishnavas with whom Krishna is very close, for whom Krishna can do anything, with whom Krishna is always there, and to whom Krishna has given opportunity to render direct service unto Him. And that Vaishnava has shown interest in us. So let us take advantage of that association. So this is my second reflection. The third reflection is about the aspect of Mukti versus Bhakti. Those Those of us who are born in India and some traditional upbringing or have some some knowledge, some half-baked, full-baked knowledge of spirituality, they considered different accomplishments as success in devotional life. Here, Prabhupada very nicely presented that Krishna may give one easy liberation, but a devotee of the Lord is so fortunate that by just him being a servant of the Lord, mukti is automatically attained. It, it, is, it is just a part of the process, not the end of the process. Whereas for several people, for just attaining mukti they toil several lives santas koti satavatsara sampragamyo vayo Ratabi manaso muni pungavanam prapa prapad jimni avichintya tatve govindam adi purusham tamaham Bhajami. so the goal of a devotee should not be running after
2: some
1: milestones we should be running after loving, pleasing, satisfying, serving the Supreme Lord and His Vaishnavas. In the process, those milestones are automatically achieved. And those milestones are also not easily achieved, but they are very really easily given just because we are doing something higher than the process of Mukti. So, we are not supposed to you know, show anyone down saying that we are better off than you guys practitioners. That's not the agenda here. The agenda is the process that we are practicing and following is a sublime and very special one to an extent that that which is rarely or difficultly achieved for people in Kali Yuga is very easily given. And Bhakti, which many people don't even understand, is something which will give us access to Krishna. We are trained in that or we are, you know, uh, engaged in that. So, my third reflection here is that as a practicing devotee, as Prahlad Maharaj expressed our goal and focus is not about what we would get, what benefits, what milestones, what gifts, what stages of reward we would have. Our goal and focus should only be how I will be able to please when Narshingadeva asked Pralad Maharaj that I would like to offer you some gift. Prahlad Maharaj said, My dear Lord, please don't allure me with your gifts. I have enough troubles with my propensity to enjoy things around. You are master independent of whether you give me or not give me, trouble me, not trouble me. You are always my master. I am always your servant. My duty is to only serve you. So, in our journey to Krishna Consciousness, whilst we may have taken a Krishna Consciousness because we wanted to get rid of some problems, we wanted to become nicer, better, acquire Punya, or try to become, you know, whatever. But those are all things devotional service will anyway give. But what we need to aim for, is we to aim for Krishna Prem and Krishna's association eternally, which only Guru can give, which only this process of bhakti can give. Of the six characteristics of pure devotional service, which Rupa Goswami is explaining in Nectar of Devotion, in the first chapter itself, Rupa Goswami explains six characteristic features of pure devotional service. So, one of them is how this pure devotional service is rarely achieved. And those in pure devotional service deride even the conception of liberation. What to speak of? Pure devotional service is the only means to attract Krishna four, five, six of the six points Rupa Goswami says. You can refer this in detail in the first chapter of Nectar of Devotion. Shlaprabhapala is very nicely explained. So, that which is rarely achieved is easily available. That, again, you know, after which everyone runs after the pure devotee derides because he immaterial. And those that which Krishna never want to give anyone, He is ready to give to those who are performing pure devotion service. Krishna does not want to give Himself to anyone, does not want to give direct service to anyone, but He is giving that to pure devotees or those who are rendering pure devotion service. And Mukti, for which everyone runs after, a pure devotee doesn't even bother about it. Because they will come and go. Or they will come and be with us. And the interesting fact is, this is very rarely achieved. And incidentally, we are part of that rarity. Now, how are we able to take advantage of this rare situation? Are we able to translate them into our favor? Or we are going to miss the chance? We we only have to answer that. Individually. To our own selves. To our own. uh, Spiritual authorities. Saying that. Where do we stand. So my. Third reflection. Hence. Is about. How this. Pure devotional service. Which. uh, Is not. Everyone's cup of. Milk. Is made available to us. So let's. Not. uh, Not become familiar. And. Um, Try to delay our journey For sure we have begun So we will end But let's not delay it We do not know In the due course Where all distractions we may get into And what all troubles we may have Better Subhashya Shigram Better do things You know Faster and prudent. And last but not least The fourth reflection which is not exactly from this purport, but uh, derivative of this is that when we get to feel this, understand this context, then you have to give about this knowledge to others. Please understand that this knowledge to be imparted to others, give this knowledge to others. We are supposed to learn some sense of consistency, and some sense of uh, the way Parikshit Maharaj conducted himself, all the Vaishnava Chaitas conducted themselves, some sense of humility. Mm -hmm. Because the sense of humility and consistency together will make us achieve whatever it is mentioned in this verse and we will also be the recipient of such a mercy. I will take you all to Brihad Bhagavata Amrita a portion where Sanatana Goswami is describing in the part 1 of Brihad Bhagavata Amrita Narada's journey to find the real recipient of Lord's mercy if you have never heard this, read this at some point in time in your spiritual life you should you know sit in a very esteemed audience or some really serious devotees and learn here Brahad Bhagavata It is not just some storyline here. Sanatana Goswami, of course, warns in the introduction itself that this book is not meant for neophyte audience. But whoever wants to be serious in their devotional life, when you read them, you will know what I am talking about. Humility and consistency. Right from the God. All the way till Dwaraka, Narada Muni went and met several people in the process. Indra, Shiva, Brahma, Hanuman, Pandavas, Pralad Maharaj. Several people he met in the process. Each of them kept on referring. Another person, I am not the real recipient, And the way they confessed and expressed, wow! I mean, (laughs) when I was reading it, I was getting more and more surprised. See, that how any of these devotees will defend, they say that they are not the real devotees, the devotee is someone else. Because I don't think, I don't have any uh, uh, points to list that Hanuman is you know, not not a great devotee, Maharaj cannot be a great devotee, which what points you will say that they cannot be a great devotee? We know all their glories. But when you share their own version and they expresses that how they are still not yet there and the other devotees who are there, that attracts the Lord. The point here is that That aspect of surrender, humility, consistency attracts the Supreme Lord. So, in our journey to Krishna consciousness, we need to bring in our sense of uh, humility and consistency into force, into real. Action so that whatever is being described about here, whatever we spoke today can get accomplished. I will end with what Chanakya Pandita says a real practitioner, serious person should be satisfied with one's wife, one's food and one's wealth, and he should not be satisfied with one's Shastrik studies, Japa and Charity. Unfortunately friends, we do the Ulta, we do the Converse. We are extremely satisfied with our shastric studies and the amount of Japa that we do and the amount of charity that we do and we are never satisfied with our spouses and the food that we eat and the wealth that we acquire. So that is why our spiritual life is wobbly. So if we know this secret we know where to give our importance and that will bring us humility as well as consistency by which we will also be the recipient of Lord's mercy. So I would like to end here saying that uh, we are all very fortunate souls to have come in contact with these wonderful narrations from Srimad Bhagavatam, otherwise it is not, uh, you know, possible a person like me to even you know, comprehend such things. All Glories to Srila Prabhupada, Grantarad Srimad Bhagavatam, ki Jai. Any questions or comments or reflections, I will be happy to respond.
3: Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Can you hear me? Yes, Roji. Okay. You give a wonderful class. So so excellent. Really, I wish that um, you continue and we can. I can learn more and more from you. My question is that uh, how you know that your service is pleased to Krishna in on day to day life, and you are progressing in your devotional
1: service first class. Thank you so much for asking this question. We have um, uh, discussed this in this forum also and several other forums. Um, In fact, there are um, several layers of analysis, but I'll only limit myself to one layer today. There's other layers we can always open up later. A very easiest self-assessment test for us to know that I am Progressing in my Krishna Consciousness are Number 1 My taste for chanting Will increase What I am doing as a formality today Or what I am struggling to even complete today I will eventually develop taste for chanting Maybe I am chanting 16 rounds nowadays Tomorrow I say Oh I will chant 2 more rounds I feel like chanting more So Second the feeling of enviousness towards other living entities, especially the near and dear ones, whom sometimes we may not express our enviousness, but in the heart of what you know we may have the traces of them, for example, when they succeed, when they get good results, when they take initiation ahead of us, when they are given a you know recognition in the temple, not us, you know how many butterflies you know. <laughs> fly in our stomach depends on how much envy we have or how much of um, grudges we have. So, as we progress in devotional life that will reduce. We will be happy when somebody else is getting rewarded closer to Krishna consciousness. And the third is the sense gratificatory propensity will subsequently you know come down. The sense gratificatory propensity is something that only you and me self, you know, can only get to know. No one else will be able to um, find out how much of sense gratificatory propensity we have. So that sense gratificatory propensity when they come down, then we can understand that we are definitely... Getting there. This is one side of reflection. There is another way by which we can analyze, analyze this. If I am getting more and more service opportunities, if I am more and more called for services, engaged in Krishna's service, as we see here, not many people get them, Then which means our endeavor is recognized. And If a Vaishnava, a self-realized soul, a very sincere practitioner becomes close to us, dear to us, give importance to us, give attention to us, visit us, then we know that Krishna is showing some interest in you. So these are all certain initial checkpoints to say that we are making necessary progress there are several more checkpoints but I guess this is good enough for beginning does it make sense Prabhu
3: yeah thank you Prabhu you explained very nicely but uh, I, I I don't understand that at, uh, I, I don't know how old or young you are but you have such a vast reading and your references uh, I and you, your memory wonderful you know I think uh, that shows that um, uh, you are very. Your association with uh, Guru or devotee is good, and mercy of Krishna on you, wonderful, excellent. I am so happy.
1: Hari all Krishna. All glories to Ramji. Nothing is mine. It's all glorious. Glories to my predecessors. Thank you. Any other questions or comments?
0: Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you so much for the wonderful session explaining the bhakti vows. Bhaktavashala, uh, factor of Krishna, how um, he does for his pure devotees, and also referring Sanatana Goswami's um, uh, interaction with Ketina Mahaprabhu and all. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Uh, I don't have any questions. I just wanted to share that it was another wonderful session by you. Thank you so much. Devotees have any questions or comments? Please uh, go ahead and ask. I
2: have a question. Uh, uh, like, Is
0: there
2: any verse uh, that Lord Krishna spoke uh, in Uttar or in the Purana uh, where he says that I do not bestow devotional service so easily? Uh, is it like something there?
1: Um I may, I'm not uh, very, uh, you know, conversant with so many things, but at least I will tell you a few references. In Bhagavad Gita itself, Krishna says, "Those who claims to be my devotee is actually not my devotee. Those who claims to be uh, servant of my devotee is actually my devotee." This actually is an indirect way of saying that if you approach me, I may not give attention to you. If you approach my devotees, you will get my attention. Krishna said... So which, I'm
2: which one verse... Time. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm sorry. So which verse in Bhagavad Gita is that? Uh, yeah, so
1: um, I will... Uh, uh, I will I will try to share that with uh, Rupa Manjir, uh, uh, Mataji and uh, Rupini Padmini Mataji and she can share with you or some other place. I will... Fi- I'll, this this. I don't remember the exact verse name uh, 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 number, but it's there in gita no no. Krishna says very clear that those who are those who are uh, claiming to be my devotees are actually not my devotees. Those who are claiming to be servants of my devotees are my devotees. So uh, this is an indirect way of saying that don't come to me. There are several pastimes also, Prabhuji. There is a pastime where uh, one of the students of Ramana he was serving. Uh, uh, Lord Varadaraj in Kanchipuram and his name was um, um, very, very interesting pastime so uh, he used to regularly fan the Lord he had the service of uh, uh, regularly fanning the Lord and as a part of the service he used to have a conversation with the Lord he used to personally have one on one conversation with the Lord and this conversation became very famous all over the city that everybody used to speak that, uh, you know, this devotee is so blessed that he can speak to the Lord. And uh, everybody started to approach him and saying that, hey, can you please talk to the Lord and ask, when will I, you know, go to the Vaikuntha? When do? When will I go to the spiritual abode? So this devotee came to the Lord, Varadaraj, and asked... Uh, um, can you please tell me when will all these people go to, you know, your abode? So he presented everybody's queries and the Lord responded. So he got so curious, my dear Lord, can you please tell me when will I come to the spiritual abode? But then the Lord responded, saying that just now you are serving me. Uh, you will take few more lifetimes because you have, star- you have yet not started serving my devotees. It is explained that the devotee then and there kept his chamara there and went to serve uh, the Lord's dearest devotee, Ramanujacharya, and the story goes further. So the message is that if you go to Krishna, he will send you to Vaishnava. If you go to Vaishnava, he will send you to Krishna. So eventually you will become a kind of... uh, uh, They will shuttle between themselves and eventually purify us. And that's a very interesting position to be sandwiched with. Holy Name and Vaishnavas are two which will rescue us from this uh, cycle of birth and death. So that's my understanding, Prabhu. There may be other uh, specific verses, but philosophically it is established, it's clear. Krishna always will accept service through his dear devotees. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mood.
3: Does it make sense Prabhu? uh
2: Uh-huh. they huh uh uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what Chaitanya Bhakti-mukti Shuddhi Kami Asanto uh uh, uh, um, that, uh, 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 uh santo. i mean yeah that, that is indirect reference okay i i got it oh thank you
3: thank
2: you.